0: This, this is Pursuing Wholeness. wholeness.
1: you chose to listen again
0: you chose um, to join us today <laughs> yeah we um, appreciate your supporting your grace
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you thank you people for your support and everything um you know make sure um that um if you are listening to this podcast especially if you've listened for a long time we asked you would consider um First of all Subscribing to this podcast But also Please consider Rating and reviewing This podcast We want to hear What you think about it Um And you know uh, Your honest review Would be very much appreciated Um And then also Please consider Sharing this podcast This episode The podcast in general Another episode That you like Whatever Please consider sharing We would highly Appreciate that Cause we We love that you like The podcast We love it Um but we don't want you to hoard it to yourself. We want you to share the love, um, you know, cause it could help somebody else. And that's what we're all about.
0: We want this to be the top podcast and health and wholeness categories, family, faith, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, help us g- get that goal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Please. Exactly. I'm glad you just kind of put it that way. Help us, help us to reach that. Um, cause yeah I mean that's why we, that's why we record it pretty much every week you know with some exceptions but that's why we continue to do it I mean these are the conversations as I think my wife said last week these are the kind of conversations that to be honest we have anyway um we just decided that every now and then we kind of come on microphones and kind of bring it to you guys cause we often are kind of looking to spark like a certain kind of conversation and, um maybe even hear from some of you um with whom such conversations resonate. Um, but yeah, you know, let, let, you know, help us out and let us know, you know, Yep. go ahead.
0: Well, no, I was just agreeing.
1: Mm-hmm. So before we go on, you know, totally random, I was on um, my wife and I were doing some little preliminary research um, before we started this particular podcast. And I saw this advertisement here on, um, this website that we're on i think it's mind body green and i saw a picture of um duke's mayonnaise and um um the reason why i'm mentioning that is because i recall back when i was in college um (laughs) when i was in college and i used to work at chick-fil-a my brother and i both worked at chick-fil-a while we were in college and um, i was reminded of um you know, I think it was a, a family, a lady came in and she ordered, you know, a Chick-fil-A sandwich, a couple of Chick-fil-A sandwiches or whatever, and she was asking about the marinades or whatever. And I was like, Wow, you know. And, and, and the thing the thing is, you know, it totally random. But He's that's that
0: things Sean does all the time. But,
1: but if you if you had the, the mayonnaise at Chick fil A, the kind that comes in the white pack, <laughs> yes, that's marinades. It's like, that's the next level of mayonnaise because it's it's a it's a creaminess about it. That just kind of implies like, a, uh, I guess, for lack of a better words, some real good mayonnaise, in my opinion. <laughs> so whatever they <laughs> like, ask for some marinades or whatever, I was like, that's it. That's it. That's what it's really
0: called. That's what it's really called. But, you know, the thing is, like, y'all, anytime I get a chicken biscuit from Chick-fil-A, I get jelly on it. Sean convinced me that this marinade or this mayonnaise, I call it mayonnaise, and he says that's wrong too. Probably is anyway. But um, he says so good that you can put it on your chicken biscuit Mm -hmm. and it has this sweet, creamy, whatever. I was like, this is mayonnaise on a biscuit with some chicken. I was very upset (laughs) (laughs) that I had to eat a chicken biscuit with mayonnaise on it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: i would
0: rather have jelly (laughs) (laughs) and i
1: forgot that i used to do that but no listen y'all you you gotta be your own judge but that's right i mean i was skeptical myself until i tried it you know i was like okay i can do this and so i tried to tell my wife but i think she was just kind of more so like you just kind of being closed-minded. I was skeptical
0: myself <laughs> until I tried it, and then I understood why I was skeptical. Jeez. It, it's like you need a con- – when you have a chicken biscuit, let me just say we about to talk about like something contrary to this, but yeah. when you have a chicken biscuit, you need that contrast of that sweetness yeah. to that, that savory crunch. And you had me like blanding out my uh, – this – it wasn't nasty, but I won't do it again. <laughs> I guess since you
1: reminded me, I will be doing it again. I don't know when because we believe it or not, we do try not to. Um, like Gosh, I haven't had, had right a chicken biscuit. Want a chicken biscuit. Yeah, I know. I haven't had a chicken biscuit in in a while.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. You know. You know what? I wish we could get one tomorrow before church. <laughs> right, but it is
1: Sunday. It is Sunday. Shout out you to always
0: want Chipotle on Sunday. I don't mm. know what it is. Like I remember growing up, we'd be like oh, let's go to Chip-Fil-A and get, we didn't eat Chip-Fil-A often. We never ate Chip-Fil-A growing up, unless we had like coupons from the library or something, cause it was so expensive. Mm-hmm. But we would be like, let's go to Chip-Fil-A after church, you know, random. And it's like, you go, or we're gonna get ice dreams. Mm-hmm. And you go over there and realize like, you're not getting no Chip-Fil-A on Sunday. I don't know what it is. You always crave Chip-Fil-A on Sunday. But these days, I, I never ate chick a as much as I did in recent times. Thankfully, that's gone down a little bit. Yeah. But um, there was a time where we were eating it once or twice a week just because, you know, their fries are healthier and their chicken is healthier.
1: Yeah, even though they are still fried fries and fried chicken, yeah, yeah. it's not
0: healthy. It's just something about Chick Fil A. (laughs) You you give them a pass. You're like their milkshakes are healthy. What are you talking about? Right, exactly,
1: (laughs) exactly. And and I even just kind of say for the record, like my wife was talking about how she very rarely ate Chick Fil A as a as a kid, not so we just straight up didn't. I didn't. You know, well, there was maybe once or twice in my life up until the age of seventeen that I had Chick Fil A because it was just understood as a kid, Chick-fil-A was way too expensive. So, you know, I started working at Chick-fil-A down the street from my house at the age of 17, but I had never, ever been to that same location that I had passed by many, many times over my lifetime, you know, until the age of 17. Mm. You know, but, (laughs) but then when I started working there, it, it started something, you know, it started something. Just imagine y'all like again, and I, we, we digress, but <laughs> so I we work... might
0: have to just start over on this podcast because <laughs> yeah, we just cause messed it up sun... from the beginning. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I worked there y'all. I worked there for four years, but anyway, let me leave that alone. We'll leave that alone. Um, Chip but...
0: still? Oh, it's about to close. We're not going to leave him. Oh yeah.
1: Chip yeah. It's, it's closing. Oh yep, It's 10 o'clock now. So it just closed. <laughs> Um, but anyhow, this, this podcast is interesting. We'll just kind of see where it goes. Um, and I actually even mentioned something about this on my other podcast. Um, give give me five health, health moment, formerly known as the Your health at the crossroads podcast. Um, but I just put it this way. So I was teaching my, um, seven year old, our seven year old. With the whole homeschool thing. And on Wednesdays, um, Wednesday is like our um science day. And the way that we do science is we try to like the goal is to teach the science of something that we're actually doing in real life. You know, that, you know, um and, and one of the things we do, you know, a lot is gardening and whatnot. And so my daughter and I have been talking about soil and you know specifically we had gotten on the topic of fertilizer and so we're talking about synthetic fertilizers versus um natural or organic ones and anyhow without going into all the details she and i were kind of going through this article that somebody wrote that was kind of explaining you know nitrogen and phosphorus and potassium and and you know why synthetic fertilizers can sometimes kind of like you know um kind of mess up like burn soil and this and that all this kind of stuff and what what really kind of like came to my mind or what i realized um is that when it comes to fertilizer like with conventionally grown foods like most of the stuff that you see in the um, grocery store that's not organic those are usually fertilized using like the main was an npk nitrogen potassium and phosphorus um and nitrogen and i promise we are going somewhere the nitrogen is the element that is more responsible for like leafy green growth then you have phosphorus which is very important for um, root growth and for flower and fruit production, and then potassium is important for overall plant health. So
0: just to like kind of sorry a flow, but I don't know how when I before we grew flowers, I mean before we grew vegetables, I didn't realize the different parts you know of a vegetable. I didn't know that plants oh, yeah. had flowers first. Mm -hmm. And then the fruit comes. So I just wanted to clarify that when he's talking about flowering and Mm -hmm. all that. It's not just like your pretty flowers that you plant in your garden. But if you grow squash or you grow tomatoes, you're going to have a flower first. Mm -hmm. And so you got to make sure you have all of the nutrients in place to to have the flowers come out healthy or to have the roots be strong or to have the leaves be green and not brown and wilted and stuff like that.
1: Right, I mean, I, I'm glad you said that because it is important to know, you may not know, that the flower comes before the fruit with pretty much anything you grow mm-hmm. um, that has like a a fruit. Um, anyhow, so in conventionally grown fruits and vegetables, typically the type of fertilizer that's applied, you know, is nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus, like 10, 10, 10, or something like that. Um, the reason why I'm saying something about that is that article I read reminded me of something I heard before, but I never really fully thought about it until then. Those are the nutrients that are repeatedly replenished in conventional gardening. And that's good. So, I mean, you know, plants grow well off of, you know, you get nice looking plants whenever you use those fertilizers or what. Fertilizers and whatnot.
0: I was thinking about that squash that we had. They had a beautiful foliage, (laughs) but we never got any fruit. But I mean, the leaves were huge. They
1: were huge. I never. It was the biggest. I ain't never seen leaves that big. Huge
0: leaves, and that was because they had too much what nitrogen.
1: I guess so. So yeah, the thing is, y'all.
0: Nah, fruit. (laughs) Yeah
1: not not one not one squash. I don't think. But the thing is, plants. Plants aren't just, um, they don't just require nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus. They they require a spectrum of nutrients that are not replaced because typically the, um, the fertilizers only have nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus. But the plants can still look good. But what that means is the implication of that is that the soils that our plants grow in are depleted. Now you may not necessarily be able to tell that because um, because again, nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus kinda help with a lot of like the visible stuff.
0: Yeah, the main, the main things we see when we think of like fruits and vegetables, we see it, we still see it. And it even looks better right. than it would under normal other circumstances. Right,
1: exactly, exactly, exactly but 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 it still remains they're deficient in for example selenium you know maybe boron um
0: manganese right or magnesium or both yeah
1: you know a lot of these different kind of things plants need i don't know exactly what you know cuz think about it the plants are are pulling for those kind of nutrients as well and they don't get them but they get a lot of the other ones so this plant is actually deficient.
0: Right, if the soil is deficient, the plant is deficient.
1: And if the plant is deficient, guess what happens when the human eats it?
0: Or the animal that the human ate.
1: Right, they're deficient too, you know. And so what we have is, cause I used to always hear people talking about like soils being deficient. And I don't know why it never really clicked with me. It's like I kinda understood, but I kinda didn't. But But they're deficient because they've been stripped because all the plants are still kind of trying to pull from nutrients that are not replenished. You know, they're just not there. So all these plants that keep on getting planted in the same area, you know, there's nothing kind of being put back into the soil organically to kind of break down and release those nutrients. So the soils are deficient. So therefore. We are eating vegetables that are deficient. And so therefore we're deficient, too.
0: And therefore we're not getting everything that we need to protect us against disease and Mm -hmm. to help us with aging and to make sure that our joints and our organs are functioning properly. Like these Mm -hmm. nutrients do so much for our bodies that we just don't even know. It helps with cell replication. It helps with lubrication of the joints. It helps with skin regeneration and, just so many things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, if we, <laughs> you know, we, we is a lot because not only are we eating deficient vegetables, but we're not eating enough. Exactly of even the deficient vegetables. Exactly. So it'd be one thing if like the vegetables had all the nutrients, and we were eating most of them. We're not not enough, but we we're eating, we're not eating enough. Of vegetables that don't even have what we need in them, so it's like we're getting a very small fraction of the nutrients that we're supposed to get, right? Because we don't. Where are we gonna get it from?
1: Exactly, exactly. That's the thing, and it, it's 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 crazy, like you said. I mean, so you have on one hand folks who have who struggle to just eat vegetables at all, so they're you know to be honest, honest, they're really deficient. Mm -hmm. You know, in in a lot of different vitamins and minerals and stuff like that, Um, but then like you said, you have those who eat fruits and vegetables, but they're very likely deficient as well because they're eating, because we are eating, unless we're eating very well-grown, like organic stuff all the time, they're eating deficient fruits, we're eating deficient fruits and vegetables. So we would have to eat a whole lot, a whole lot more potentially. I don't know exactly what the numbers would be, but we had to eat a whole lot more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you, I know you pulled up like the, um, the recommendations that the government, was it on USDA?
1: Um, was myplate.gov. I think that is USDA. I think it's USDA.
0: But the recommendations that, um, USDA has, it says a minimum of, what, three to four cups? Of, no, two to three cups of vegetables for women. And then three to four cups of vegetables for men. Mm-hmm. So, like, two or three cups, three or four cups. That's probably more than <laughs> a lot of people eat on a daily basis. Because, like, you can get up in the morning and you can have you... um I'm trying to think of, like, maybe a standard breakfast, like a bagel, and maybe a piece of fruit. But then, so you have your bagel and you have your fruit. And then for lunch, you might have um a sandwich and some chips or something from like, you know, some kind of deli. And then for dinner, you might have a, a piece of tomato and like a, a thin leaf of lettuce on there. Um Then for dinner, you know, maybe... You got some greens or some broccoli or something like that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it, it just really depends. But, like, you know, we'll we'll have, and we do this a lot, you know, we'll have pizza with spinach or we'll have pasta with spinach. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how much spinach is really in there? <laughs> like, you feel like you're doing good because you got spinach in there, but is it a cup of spinach? Like, what does a cup yeah. of spinach look like? Right. So right. it's like we we I think a lot of times are fooling ourselves when we think oh I'm eating my fruits and vegetables but like are you even eating the minimum that USDA require um, recommends of two or three cups or three to four cups mm-hmm. and um you know and I you know we I'm, we're no experts I'm not one that's gonna be able to challenge USDA or anything like that I love USDA but um. <laughs> I do, and I actually deal with USDA a lot more than the average person with the kind of work I do. Never would have thought that I would have this mm-hmm. level of of interest in USDA. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I don't, I don't know what the goals are with these two, three cups, or three or four cups. But I don't know if we know with these being goals aimed at the general population, are these really? goals for optimal health or are these goals for like a minimum level of existence?
1: Right. Right. Right.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. It could be that, you know, if everybody ate three or four cups of vegetables a day, then they'd be like in the best health ever. Mm-hmm. But there are people who say they think we need to eat nine cups of vegetables a day. Right. For optimal health.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, um, so we were kind of, um veronica was remembering that and um so we looked it up just kind of see where we got it from and um miss a lady and i've i've heard um uh, a doctor that we follow dr Mark hyman interviewed this lady who's a doctor herself who had been diagnosed with um multiple sclerosis the autoimmune um disorder that i think affects like your spinal cord and stuff like that.
0: Nervous system. Right,
1: your nervous system in general. The myelin on your nerves or whatever kind of deteriorates it or something. But anyhow, this lady, <clears throat> Dr. Dr. Walls. Yeah, Dr. Terry Walls, W-A-H-L-S. This lady essentially, um, okay, so she's functional medicine just like Dr. Hyman. But she essentially, um, experimented on herself with her own diet. And one of the things like like Veronica just said that she did was instead of, you know, two to three cups of vegetables a day, she began to eat um, up to nine cups of vegetables a day, nine. So you're talking about the maximum that they they essentially talk about for women with the USDA times three nine cups of vegetables and those are those are um those are where she says here greens um um deeply colored vegetables um and the other diet changes too but nine cups so think about if you have one of those pyrex you know glass things it's two cups so fill that up with vegetables and then fill it up again And then fill it up again. And then fill it up again. And then fill it halfway. That many vegetables every single day.
0: And I wonder, like, with greens, are you supposed to pack it? Right. Or can you let it just, you can toss your your spinach in there and just kind of let, you know, the leaves kind of stack on top of each other. Oh, yeah. you need to, like, pack it down? Right,
1: take the air out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the thing is, even with spinach, you know, if you cook nine cuts of spinach, then it would probably be like a half cup whenever you finish cooking it. You know, mm. I don't know. Spinach is, that's, that stuff will make you cry, you know, because you buy it and then you cook it down and then you don't have enough to feed your family and you get a big old crate of spinach. Mm-hmm. But, um, but this makes you think. This makes you think. And this lady changed her diet and apparently she was bound to a wheelchair and then she began, you know, after some time, talking about how she rides several miles on a bike every day but like just c- considering the state of our vegetables and considering the state of health even overall in, in our country um, like what what does this mean mm-hmm. you know what what does it actually mean I had another thought too and I don't know if we need to go down this this rabbit hole but like another thought I had is what if we did actually, all around the country, we did fertilize our our land and stuff organically, adding organic compost and other things, you know, manure from healthy animals and stuff like that to grow the plants in. Does that mean that we wouldn't necessarily even need to eat as many vegetables as we, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because there'd yeah. be so much more packed with nutrients that all of those other trace minerals and vitamins that we need would be more than adequately supplied
0: yeah possibly so it's possible i mean the thing and, and so like you know like sean was saying what does this mean like we are our our world is experiencing the pandemic and the f- phases that we're in are at varying degrees It's it's kind of hard to really say where we are with that but there are studies and I'm not, you know, like no studies expert data and statistics are not my strong suit, but there are studies that, um, we heard about from Dr. Hyman and, um, someone he was interviewing recently. They said that eating a decent, I don't know how many, but eating like a good amount of vegetables can be protective against COVID. And it also can be protective, like, And, you know, where some people are experiencing vaccine injury, or I won't say vaccine injury, but they're getting side effects from the vaccine. They were saying that eating a diet, a healthy diet of fruits and vegetables can even protect against some of those impacts. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they're also talking about people who experience long COVID and people who experience um, any, you know, lingering side effects from anything possibly being... Having some, you know, protective benefits from vegetables, and this this podcast, we are not here to um, try to be authoritative on this topic or anything right, by right, any okay. stretch of the imagination. But I do think it's something to think about. Mm-hmm. Like, perhaps we would be faring as a society much better against something like COVID or any other, you know, threats are out there if we mm-hmm. had a better foundation of eating fruits and vegetables and having a good diet. Yeah. It's like we don't really emphasize that as much.
1: No doubt. No doubt. Even thinking about it from this standpoint. um, So like consider this even like leafy green vegetables, non-starchy vegetables, especially they are very, even though we already know we, a lot of the fruits and vegetables we eat in our country and our, in our, in the food system in general are deficient. They're mass produced. They're only they're They're created in a mass production kind of system. So they're not really as nutritious as they used to be. Maybe when our grandparents were kids. Um, but even so, if you eat a diet that's based on those, then you're actually going to be consuming a whole lot less calories, a whole lot less sugar and starch and whatnot. Um, because those type of vegetables are nutrient-rich and they are not calorie-dense. They are very low in calories. However, a lot of the different kind of issues that we deal with in this country health-wise come from eating very, very starchy, very sugary um, diets, very calorie-rich diets. And um, so, yeah, so, like, if, if if the average person... Think about it this way. So, going back to the nine cups of vegetables, if we were to eat nine cups of vegetables, how in the world would you have room for much more other food yeah, through the day? Cool. <laughs> yeah, you'd be full. Yeah, even if you're talking about over the whole day, nine cups of vegetables is a lot of food. Mm-hmm. It is. So, like, if you literally fill yourself up with those low-calorie, nutrient-dense fruits and vegetables, especially vegetables, of course, then that's automatically gonna be like your your caloric intake is gonna be a lot lower. It's gonna be a whole lot lower, you know, and um, and that's going to mean you're gonna be less likely to have excess weight, which prevents you, which helps keep you from being obese or getting um, type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, all of these associated with excess calories and, and stuff like that. You know, and so many other lifestyle caused um, diseases. So considering that, and even considering how you know, which we used to hear a lot when this all this stuff started with the pandemic, you know, lifestyle diseases are or comorbidities with COVID, which increase the likelihood that you deal with that severely. You mm-hmm. know, and so even if you're talking about indirectly, it 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 would, it would um. It seems like it it would um it would help.
0: Right, right, and it's I I mean it's it's tough. It's not easy to to make a diet change like that because I know I I have my own challenges. I used to <laughs> there's a time where it wasn't hard, but I think you know just life and different things. You know, you kind of start to allow your habits to slip, and then you find yourself eating in ways that you wouldn't imagine that you would. So I definitely want to say that it's not an easy thing, but I think it's worth us considering. Mm -hmm. Like instead of us feeling helpless and fearful, yes, there are things that, you know, everybody is being recommended to do. Everybody is being recommended to get the vaccine. Everybody's being recommended. I won't say everybody, but, you know, mask wearing is encouraged in many places and. Um, Social distancing is encouraged, washing hands, you know, those kind of things. We definitely have um, those things that our um, leaders, that our um, medical leaders and such are recommending. But there's also stuff that's like just basic health maintenance that we're not even doing. Right. And I think that we definitely need to do those things. Like you can do all the other stuff, but if you're not taking care of your body eating right and, and feeding your body what it needs then you know all the other stuff is it's like why why do it because the reason why i say that is because COVID is not the only thing out there threatening our health mm-hmm. you know even just the fact that you know as african americans with COVID we were listed as being high risk. And it's because of a lot of these other underlying conditions, these things been killing black folk, you know, for decades, for generations. Mm -hmm. I've been killing everybody. But, you know, as African Americans, you know, black folk been dying from diabetes and high blood pressure and heart attacks and other chronic diseases for years and years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And we, we, if you don't deal with that, then what are you concerned about COVID for? Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that COVID is like some innocent thing, but if you care about your life and your health, you do it all. Right. And I feel like we kind of segment things like, Oh, I don't want to get COVID. And of course you don't want to get COVID, but you're okay with diabetes. You're okay with high blood pressure. You're okay with all these other Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. So it's like, when are we going to really get serious about, I really want to live. I really want to have good health and I, I don't want to succumb to anything that's preventable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think that um we, we got to take a more holistic mindset about those things. And, and it's like if you really are concerned about preserving your life and being healthy for a long time, then diet change and exercise is critical, and yes, I'm speaking I'm speaking to myself, y'all. So don't be looking at me talking about but <laughs> told me here talking about eating vegetables and stuff. Look at her her stomach. Look, I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm being I'm being delivered too. Mm. But um but I, I think we really have to think about it. Like people be like, It don't take all that and oh, I ain't doing all that now. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but you'll do other stuff. Like right.
1: right. But yeah, so so to be honest, yes it does. It does, <clears throat> you know. It does take all that because yeah. you know you gotta consider, man. You gotta consider, you know. Again, so I kind of think about, you know, a lot of times I like to, you know, look at the lives of different athletes and whatnot who are at the top of their game. You know the Lebrons, the the Williams sisters in tennis, or you know the Tom Brady's, and, you know all of these people, and you look and kind of see the level. Of stuff that they do, which somebody somewhere along the way probably told them it don't take all that. Mm-hmm. But exactly, mm-hmm. that's why you don't have many LeBrons. <laughs> that's why you don't have many Williams. You the know what
0: nerve I mean? The folk, It don't take all that. Well, then you do it then. Exactly. You ain't doing it, then right? What exactly. You talking about <laughs> exactly. So
1: if it doesn't really take all that, exactly, you show you show the alternative. You know, um, but it does. Again, just like we start talking about when when we finally started getting into the topic, we live in a different time. You know, the mass production of everything, you know, even considering like meat and we could go a long way with that. Yeah, really could. But like even considering like meat and all, our food system is mass production to make as much food as possible. But that that's it creates these loopholes of these kind of things where the food is not as nutritious as it used to be. And then on top of that, our fruit and vegetable consumption already struggling. So all that we're saying is, and we're saying it for ourselves too, like we're probably deficient. It's like just thinking about the human frame and the the fundamental needs of the human frame. Really what would be ideal is that you're supplying your body with adequate nutrition, period. Adequate nutrition, you know, but. I think that we in our society, I really feel like the large majority of us are not getting our fundamental needs. And the, and the thing is, the body is cool with that, or at least it feels okay for a while. But, you know, a lot of times it takes a while for you to start actually feeling it. Um, but, anyhow, like, all we're talking about is we got to give our bodies just their fundamental needs. You know, otherwise, they're always gonna like, we're always gonna be kind of like struggling, you know, and it doesn't necessarily make as much sense to just do, you know, focus a whole lot on other interventions whenever you're not even giving your body what it basically
0: needs. Right, right, Yeah, that's a really good point. It's like, we'll go and do all kinds of stuff, surgery, medications all kinds of, you know, weird treatments and everything and I'm not, I'm not (laughs) saying you shouldn't do all that Mm -hmm. but like, when folks gonna try just like, tried and true fruits and vegetables and and exercise and and it's like, we think, well, you know, I don't know, I don't know what we think really Mm -hmm. Um, because we just think, you know, what a doctor knows better than, you know, they can, they they know what kind of surgery, you know, it's like, it's kind of like, I can't remember if you said it or somebody else said it, but it resonated with me so much. It was like, you don't have certain illnesses because you didn't take the right medicine. Oh yeah. Our bodies weren't made to depend on medicine. Right. You know, our bodies were made to depend on food. (laughs) Right. Food is our fuel. It's our medicine. So Mm -hmm. like, that's Mm -hmm. what our body was made to depend on so when we get sick instead of us looking for medicine as the solution which sometimes it is we should look at the food because it's like it's like having trying to put a puzzle together and you don't have all the pieces Mm -hmm. and you trying to go to another puzzle and take pieces from that puzzle and put it in yours It's it's not gonna work because it wasn't made to fit. You can force the pieces in there certain ways and maybe kind of rig it, but it's still not going to be that picture that you want. We need to, when we're trying to put this puzzle together of health, we need to first go look for the missing pieces. Right. And then if we get the missing pieces and things are still not where they need to be, then we might look for other solutions. But at the very least, Let's get the missing pieces, the things that were supposed to be there in the first place, but not, that are not there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's again. So even think about this, like a lot of us and, you know, we, we eat fast food from time to time, you know, sometimes we got to rein ourselves in for real, for real, you know,
0: Yeah, that convenience is tough.
1: Yeah. You know, I was going to, well, I was going to say, especially when you have kids, but I mean, I'm trying to make a lot of excuses but think about that think about this it doesn't matter what who you are it doesn't matter what human you are your body has fundamental needs and like veronica was saying you literally when you were born in this earth you were given a tongue you were given a digestive system made to digest vegetables and fruits and then you know other things to process the nutrients out of those for your body to be able to, to still live um but in our quick society, we spend a whole lot of time consuming sugary beverages, consuming very, very highly refined um, flours, oils, um, et cetera, et cetera. Meats, very processed, very salty, having nitrates. Carcinogens, animals all of this,
0: whatever kind of stuff.
1: Right, sick animals because they're deficient and they're being they're eating stuff they shouldn't eat, and that's what we're eating all the time. And like literally, it still stands that your body needs certain kind of nutrients. It still stands. So it's like, again, the, I guess the main thing I'm trying to communicate is just how fundamental those needs are. They're extremely fundamental. You know, I'm gonna go back to back when I um was in my 20s and I I had a high blood pressure reading at the uh at the doctor and and the guy was he was immediately recommending me a, a medicine mm-hmm. and um you know I know I wasn't getting my fundamental needs I mean even now even though I'm a whole lot more serious about my health even now I know I'm not getting all of my needs just after I read the stuff I read about the fertilizers and whatnot um. But I guess the main thing is these are fundamental needs. It's like your body, actually, when your body gets everything it needs, your immune system works, you know, better. You know, your 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 pancreas works better to regulate your blood sugar and your lungs and all that stuff work better. It's like everything you want, everything to work the way it's supposed to. Just Mm -hmm. like if you were to go and get your car serviced or whatever, your car can run and it can be all knocking and all this kind of stuff. But you at least want your car to run the way it's supposed to run. Mm-hmm. You know but um, and I, and I'll say this too real quick. One thing that I want us to do here at home is to to embark on a crusade to eat a massive <laughs> amount of vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, vegetables and fruits with the emphasis on vegetables, a massive amount. Um, and then also to like really kind of get it in with our garden because we can like you know try to make sure that our, what we eat, from the backyard is as nutritious as possible.
0: hmm So basically saying we need to practice what we preaching on here today.
1: Right. Cause again, I mean, I'm gonna say this like we, we eat a decent amount of vegetables here. We do. We do. I mean we could always eat more, but we eat a de- decent amount of vegetables here. But I'm more so convinced now that we need to be eating a whole lot more than mm-hmm. what we even thought. Yeah, before. we
0: should just see what happens. Like how do we feel when we eat more vegetables? I'm excited. Like the thought of eating a lot more vegetables is exciting because it's like oh maybe i lose weight maybe i have more energy maybe i have whatever it's like i just feel mm-hmm. better
1: right maybe we'll feel things that we hadn't even felt before like man i mm-hmm. feel real good mm-hmm. you know because we actually hit that those those right numbers of other trace nutrient amounts in our body
0: mm-hmm. 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 yeah so we're we gonna do that this week we're gonna see how many vegetables we can get in like just make a goal of getting breakfast. You know, green smoothies in the morning, lunch. You know, making sure we have a bit salad, and mm-hmm. somehow we gotta get with like eating vegetables, like celery and stuff for snacks. But um, anyway, oh, yeah. see what the kids. What y'all gonna do? Mm-hmm. Join us on this vegetable crusade.
1: You're gonna eat a massive amount of vegetables. Peace. Doing Wholeness is a Back to Basics health and wholeness podcast with theme music produced by Life on Flow.